touch. That certainly didn't go to the required on the left. Amble was so clever, so good. And Murphy is it. What a goal for the Blues. The young and the old together. The ground and there it is. Paulson, McGovern again. Oh, yes. This to give Carlton the lead. They're in front. The Blue Boys. Stopping and dropping. Pitts gets in and the table members go. And you can put down the glasses. It's an amigo. It's an amigo that'll finish it off. Kick it, Jeffrey. He does. Carlton are on their way to Sydney. G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. We're back. Another week in the books and another loss. Not the best result, but we're here to dissect it all and offer our opinion on uh, what unfolded at the MCG tonight. It is your host, Jed Zetzer, here alongside my co-host, Harrison Hyman's Bolt, welcome to the show. Good to be back, Zeus. Um, another very disappointing night at the MCG, really. This one was. This one stings a bit. I think it's more, it's more than it stings. It's... This one just... It's like rubbing salt into a wound, isn't it? It's very disappointing. I think expectation is a horrible thing at Carlson. And I think the moment we get any... And I kept saying during the week how we should win, but I've just got no confidence. And it's hard to put faith in them. And they're just, you know, they're just still a mile away, really. I just don't get it. I mean, you bring in Sard, you bring in Williams. We had Martin back tonight. You know, those are three, they're three guns. And where where were we? We were exactly where we were last year. Lose to Collingwood again. Uh, yeah, we maybe got a bit closer than last year, but at the end of the day, the writing's on the wall. We're not good enough. And I think that we're loss not, tonight speaks volumes, really. We're not good enough for long enough. And when I said in the, pre-se- the pre-season episode where I think we might be able to mix it with the top eight teams but I don't think we'll win 13 games. This is your prime example. They're not good enough to know. We're going to beat good sides this year, but we're not good enough consistently throughout games, quarters, mm. and especially a season to be damaging enough. It's just the reality of where they're at. I agree. Let's get a bit of housekeeping out the way, Bolt. Very quickly, we posted our best and fairest leaderboard onto our socials during the week. We got a heap of feedback. And I just want to quickly explain from our point of view how we uh, vote, just so uh, everyone listening has a fair idea and can maybe understand. Because we got it, we got a fair bit of feedback that we probably rated Plowman a bit too highly. And yeah, I, I like feedback. So I like discussing Carlson. I like conversations. I never thought I'd see the day where I was going in to fight for Lockie Plowman, though. <laughs> but yeah, here so, we are. So I, this is how I personally award my best and fairest votes. I look at out of ten. How did they uh, complete their role on the day? I thought Plowman, you know, perfectly executed his role last week. In so I gave, one, him, yep. I gave him a 10. Yep. Uh, I guess, you know, up I, for I, discussion, I, just my opinion. Yeah, you know, I thought he was great as well. But um, yeah, and look, and I think the, the thing was, it wasn't taking anything away from Sam Walsh's game no, in round no. one. Well, he was, I just think, and I said it, I, th- I think he had a better game than Plowman. I just think Plowman executed his role better than Walsh did. It's fair enough. We'll move and, on, though. And we'll start with Lockie Plowman, I guess. Well, so this is what I was going to say. I'm red hot here. I'm fired up. We've just got home from the G. We've lost to the arch rival. Let me ask you the question. Why do we seemingly care more than one of our players? I'm not sure. Now, for those who are unaware what I might be referring to, footage after the game... Channel 7 captured it. Lockie Plowman on the MCG having a laugh with Brody Grundy moments after the match has ended. Now, that for me just, and I'm sorry, I'm going to swear, that gives me the shits. Like, that just gives me the shits. I left that stadium filthy. So why is he not filthy? He's supposed to be, he's supposed to care more than us. And it's not like he played a great game either. They were going right through. Tell you what, he threw cake in my face after I went out to bat for him all week. He's come out and shown me up like that. He didn't do you any favours. No, he didn't. But he got smashed defensively tonight. It was Elliot 
and then when Elliot went off to go, he had a bit on him. I, I thought it was... It, it got I, out of control. It got well out of control, but I thought the coach was partly responsible. Well, he it, made the move at halftime. He almost shifted him a little bit onto Cox and put Jones onto Dugowie for a bit. So but a Plowman, guy that's like 40 centimetres taller than him. Yeah, Plowman was a real issue tonight. Collingwood purposely isolated him. Yeah. On many occasions and kicked at least five goals through him. Because look, I actually saw a stat today before I went to the footy regarding Josh Thomas. Because Josh Thomas towed us up last year at the Gabba. Did, this is a great stat. Did you know Josh Thomas in 2020 had eight shots on goal? And five of them came against the Carlton in that one game. Wow. And, you know, Josh Thomas has kicked five on us before. Elliot's done it before. The Collingwood small forwards get us every time. Tonight it was Dugowie who went nuts. Elliot would have gone nuts. How many did Dugowie kick in the end? He had four by half time, so he didn't kick any after mm. half time. Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken. I think they put Jones on him, didn't they? Yeah, I thought Jones spent a bit more time on him, but it was just very disappointing. Elliot was great when he was on the ground. He was. Uh, so yeah, filthy at Plowman. Absolutely filthy. I don't know how you can. He didn't play well, Plowman. Well. <laughs> I don't care how he played. We've just lost a game to the arch rivals, which we went in expecting to win. And he's chirping with the bloke that absolutely towed our Ruckman as well. Absolutely towed our Ruckman. And he's having a laugh with him after the game on the ground. Not a now, great that's, look. That's not the only thing that went wrong after the game on the ground. We didn't stay on the ground when they presented the cup to Collingwood. That's mm. pretty disrespectful. And it's a Carlson-initiated cup as well. Given the Richard Pratt Cup, Carlton home game. Um, mm. But yeah, it's... Yeah, look, they had a bad night. They had a bad night. But a we'll bad get, night. We had, a, we had an absolute mare. Let's get stuck into the footy though. Yeah, let's talk about what unfolded. So I want to ask you what your thoughts were. We met at halftime of the game. We didn't sit together tonight, but we met at halftime to gather our thoughts. And what we both turned to each other and said was that we were getting schmitzed in the midfield. Again. again, yeah. Now, what's the issue here? We touched on it quite a bit last year that our midfield is very one-paced, but I think our midfield, our midfield doesn't defend enough. So I, I was speaking to someone about it tonight, and he made a really good point. He said, "Our midfield—it's not necessarily the midfield's fault. It's the entries that are going over the midfielder's head." So. When Saad, and Saad's a bad example because he's a great kick, but when some of our players are kicking forward of the ball to the flanks, they're not executing the kicks well enough, and then the opposing team are getting rebounds very quickly, and because our midfielders are already running in that direction, the ball's just getting flung over their head the other way. So he suggested maybe it's not our midfield's fault as such, it's rather our kicks going forward that are causing the ball to rebound so quickly and too quickly for our midfield to recover. Thoughts yeah. on that? I'm not, not sure. saying it's right or wrong, just, yeah, to, just a comment. The way I see it is, and look, the clearance numbers weren't necessarily bad tonight. The issue is when we don't win a clearance or as soon as we lose the ball, turn it over, there's just not enough resistance. There's, you know, and, and I spoke about it a lot last year and even last week, opposition teams score with such ease against Carlson. Yeah. And that's because when we turn the ball over, you saw the side bottom was running a merry, you know, he's doing what he wanted. Pendlebury was running through the middle. You know, there was one passage in the first quarter where Darcy Moore just kicked it straight up the middle and it ended in the goal. We just, we don't defend the ground well enough. Our defenders aren't necessarily the issue. We just, as a team, don't defend the ground enough. And I think if we had access to behind-the-goal vision, oh, they're plotters. There's not enough intensity going back. And that's everyone, mm. you know, from top to bottom. I just want to make another comment. I've seen a lot of people coming out and ganging up on our fringe players, you know, your Dows, your Williamsons. I don't know, I'm not... can't think off the top of my head our other fringe players but they're, they're ganging up on those guys I want to speak about Cripps and Doherty the two captains of this football club who in my opinion both had stinkers I mean 
what's happening with Cripps? It's a fair question. What's going on? Like, he had a pretty average year last year. Did he end up finishing top 10 in our BNF? I think ninth. So he's finished ninth in the best and fairest. Coming off the MVP, he was the MVP in the league in 2019. And he start. I mean, I know he had an unbelievable first half last week. But his last six quarters have been bad. They've been bad. And I could use other words, but I'm just going to say bad because that's as simple as it is. There's two things I can note with Cripps. He just looks awfully slow. And in turn, I think he knows that. And he's almost trying to overcompensate that by doing too much when he's got the footy. Like, but like he didn't even play on ball tonight that much. He was forward of the ball so much. He was sitting in our inside 50 and he couldn't take a mark for his life. It's killing me. It's killing me. Oh, he's just a superstar Crips. And like, you can't, once he's got it, you can't tackle him. He, you know, he still evades. He can find space, but he's just not damaging teams. And not Kane, at all. Kane Corns made the comment on Wednesday night that Crips is our best player and that's who opposition teams should be targeting and he's not necessarily wrong as we sit here right now. Are you saying Walsh, sorry? You meant Walsh. Walsh is ahead of Cripps. So, so Kane Corton said Walsh is our best player. Correct. Okay, yeah. So you said Cripps. Just oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, so, I meant Walsh. Yeah, well, has Walsh overtaken Cripps? Uh, well, he's playing better footy at the moment. I still think Cripps will eat you up once he's on more than Walsh. But Walsh, he accumulates. Walsh is a beautiful player. Walsh is a superstar. Can we, can we read out Walsh's stats? Now, I know there's a lot of doom and gloom here, a lot of negativity. Let's let's bring out some positivity. Sam Walsh tonight, he had the 29 touches. He went at 86%. So another week where he's had a heap of possessions at a high disposal efficiency. He had the six score involvements, four marks, 21 pressure acts, five clearances, three tackles, four inside 50s, three one percenters. I mean, that's just... That's the, the, that's the, stupid numbers. The, the only knock with Cripps and Walsh is, that, you know, they're our two best midfielders, and you know they had fifty possessions combined. Sixteen of them were kicks. Mm. So meters gained. Walsh went at two sixty four. Cripps two sixty seven. Taylor Adams went at five nineteen. Crisp at seven eighty eight. Do you get what I mean? So they're not punishing you enough. And it also just means we're not getting the ball in quick enough. No, I know. I know. It's killing us, isn't it? Should it's frustrating. We, should we move on to some of the thumbs up, thumbs down? Because I, yeah. I want to get in a couple right, thumbs up here. We've got to get it. some positivity yeah, into yeah. this podcast. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. New segment that we introduced last week. I'm going to kick us off with a massive thumbs up. And we probably played down his game last week, and I've got to admit, we were probably a little bit harsh on him, because when I went back, you got to remember as well, when we record this podcast, it's fresh off the game. So we haven't watched the replay yet, we're fresh out of the out of the G, uh, and last week we didn't really heap much praise on Lockie Fogarty. I'm going to give him a lot of praise tonight, because I thought he was in our top five players on the ground easily. Probably that he third, was fabulous. That third quarter was just tremendous. That was that was as good as a high half forward should play that third quarter from Fogarty. So he had the twenty one touches. He kicked a goal. He had five score involvements, five marks, two of them being inside fifty, which were huge. Twenty two pressure acts, four clearances, four tackles, four inside fifties. I mean. That is just a hell of a night. And that big rundown tackle, I think it was on side bottom where he got the free kick. Yes. Bloody awesome. He was brilliant tonight. So, Lockie Fogarty, I apologize not for, for not heaping the praise last week. I'm going to do it this week, though. He had an absolute beautiful game. It was a crafty game. Yeah, yeah. And he looks a fine now. He looks like a genuine find from Geelong. Let's see how we go. He played well. Thumbs up for you, Bolt. Michael Gibbons. 
another one, you know, plays a very similar position. He looked on the outer. He was okay last week. He kicked two goals last week, which which is what we want. We want our, you know, high half forwards, forward pockets hitting the scoreboard. Kicked another three tonight. You're taking five in two weeks from Gibbo. Kicked two sensational goals. Once again, it was a crafty, dangerous game from Gibbons. He, he You know what the thing is with Gibbons? He's he's always involved. He always looks like he, he doesn't have to get the ball, but he keeps himself involved. He finds the ball very he, easily. He just keeps himself involved in the game. And that's why, let's be honest, that's why he's never been dropped. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can bring in a player and be worried about them getting involved. Michael Gibbons, he'll find the ball. Yeah, you don't so, need to worry about oh, that. I thought he was great tonight, Gibbons. Three goals and three... Two unbelievable goals. Do you prefer Un- the first or second? The second will get more attention because it was a little dribble from the boundary line. But let's be honest, that first, the he first sold and- some candy. It was, a, it, was, it was a harder goal to kick. That's a good goal. Dodged some players, weaved in and out. Yep. Bloody beautiful. Uh, yeah, so Gibbons, he's had the 15 touches. Went at just under 70%. Three goals, seven score involvements. He had the three marks. Uh, 310 metres gain, three inside 50s, 10 pressure acts, just reeling off some fantastic stats. And what was a good night for Michael Gibbons? I'm going to throw in another thumbs up. Harry Mackay. Uh, yeah. It was an interesting game for me. So, so this is why it's a thumbs up for mine. I thought he had a really, really, really poor night. And I'm going to be dead honest. I thought he was absolutely towed by Darcy Moore. But Bolt, what do good players do when they have bad nights? They just find a way. And Harry Mackay, he had a bad night. He had a dirty night. He was towed, but he kicked four. And that's what the good players do. See, I, I don't think... See, I've been saying it all week, and I tweeted it at halftime. As a, David Teague, as a coach, had to identify that Collingwood's best and most important player is so clearly Darcy Moore. He's the best centre-half back in the league. He's brilliant. He's just the complete package. What we should have done is, rather than allowing Moore to match up on someone like Mackay, Oscar McDonald was the perfect player to bring in to play a defensive forward role on Moore. So that would allow, rather than... Because us kicking to Mackay, naturally, he's our best tall forward, that was naturally bringing Darcy Moore to the footy. So it was almost unfair on Harry Mackay how good Darcy Moore was playing. What we 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 just had to. So McDonald would be used as like a decoy forward. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Mm. If we actually put time into Darcy Moore and allowed him not to get to the footy, it would have made such a difference. Harry Mackay was great. I'm very proud. I'm, you know, this the game he had tonight's the game he should have had last week. He kicked four tonight. Took six marks. Yeah, and I was probably harsh to say he was poor. No, he definitely wasn't. He definitely wasn't poor. I thought Harry Mackay was great. What just gives me the shits is when he gets beaten and then he turns his back on it. I agree. That, yeah. that, that's why I... Like, when he does that once, I'm thinking, oh, far out, mate. Then he does it again and again and again, and it just, just makes me think he has a poor night. But I, I think the coaching let him down a bit tonight, but I thought well, Harry... Well, I thought you Harry- know what? You've actually just... The way you just explained that has completely changed my mind. Because you're right. The way that we play tonight, naturally we're kicking to our number one forward. And every time we're kicking up to our number we're one kicking forward, to the number one defender. we're also kicking to their best player. And he's not a defender. He's an attacker. So you're he's right. It, it made no sense. It made no sense not to put... And, and you were going on about it the, the whole, whole week. week. The whole week. I kept saying, the whole week, they're not going to win if they don't shut more down. They had to. And what happened? And he had the fourth most intercepts in a match ever. In AFL, 18 It was, laugh, it was laughable how was it good he was. Marks or it was intercept disposals. Yeah, intercept disposal. 18. He's a freak. He's a freak, but it, it didn't need to happen. And you had identified it going into the match. So, so if you had identified it, why hadn't Teague? I don't know. The coaching let Mackay down. I, I was very impressed with I Mackay. thought the coaching let a lot of players down. Well, I, I, was... thought, I thought we were so clearly outcoached tonight, it wasn't even close. You could tell it quarter time. It was amateur. Like you were looking around the ground at times and you were thinking, gee, this guy's trying. He's just being let down by poor coaching. Yeah, I was... I, Will I Setterfield. What's he doing on a wing? He's not a winger. It's killing me, Setterfield. He's an inside bull. He's I, an inside bull. He was... And he showed us that last year where he had an unbelievable back end of the season. And now they've chucked him on the wing. 
And how many meters gain did he get tonight, Bolt? 19. 19. 19 meters gained. He had some he had some big big you know um moments in the third quarter. I think he you know took a mark in a 4 on 1. He won a contest on the southern side wing. He had some good moments in the third quarter. Other than that, he was a life force center field. It's a shame because he was probably that midfielder that took the big step in 2020. And we thought that if we got extra growth from center field in 2021, we're going to get another, you know, it'd almost be like the step Jared Berry took at Brisbane, that type of a, that type of growth. So I, I agree. I look at our two most improved players last year, and I say they were probably Will Setterfield and Tom Williamson. Well, they're probably... They're the next two out, aren't they? Well, well, Setterfield's not the next one out. I shouldn't say. He's not in the next two out. But they've been the most disappointing, in my opinion, this year, have been Setterfield and Williamson. There's no way Williamson will play next week. Well, I want to talk about it. What do we do with him? Because he's all... I mean, you made a good comment last week. You... We we know Williamson's chaos, but last you said last week it was bad chaos. Bad chaos. And tonight, was well, it five possessions? And he just bites off more than he can chew. He got wrapped up three times tonight. He's not up to it at the moment. So five possessions is that right? Yeah. And Collingwood small forwards have had a bath. He he shouldn't be playing. Uh, he will play next week. Structurally, he'll play. But he won't play when Newman's fit. I I think Tom Williamson. Well, what, are, well, what are your thoughts on this? So Newman, well, wait, Newman's two to three weeks away. Tom Williamson has two to three weeks to prove himself. Why can't Stocker play? I'd love to see Stocker play, but I don't want to see Stocker play in the back line. I want him, I want to see him play in the middle. We're not going to get that. Why not? It won't happen. He's a it, midfielder. He's not a defender. I, well, I think he's... Like that Williamson, like halfback flank wing type of nuggety. Nah, but Williamson's been playing more as a lockdown recently. I agree. I, I'd make the change stocker for Williamson. Look, I'm not totally. I, I'm Freo not, on your home deck. I'm not on opposed. Sunday. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. What's, I, what's what's there to lose? But I don't like this thinking. I don't like this thinking that we're 0-2 and, and now we're just thinking bringing the young guns to show us. I'm not saying bringing the young guns. I'm saying like this is a bloke who you know, hopefully and should be offering more than what Tom Williamson has in the first fortnight. Look, it's very fair. How, in, how far is Marchbank off? Well, I think he's playing the VFL practice game this week. Okay. And that's probably the change as well. Yeah. So he's got a spot now, Marchbank. Marchbank. Boy, we need him to stay fit, don't we? He's almost now becoming crucial for us to get back into the side. We'll see. There's going to be a lot of... Pre- like Marchbank's got to perform as well. This is his fifth year at Carlton. Levi Casbolt. Oh, what happens there? Is Mitch me. McGovern coming in for him? Is Tom McDo- oh, Sorry, is Oscar McDonald coming in for him? Is anyone coming in for him? Or well, is someone's he- got to come in for him. Now, you made the comment tonight, Bolt. That it just looks like the game may have gone past him. It's the game. It's a quick game. Footy is quick, and Casbolt. He's just. I think the tempo is too quick for Casbolt. Just yeah, because he's never been the most gifted footballer. Let's put it that way. He's you know twenty twelve to twenty eighteen was pretty ordinary. He was excellent. He was brilliant in twenty nineteen. His first half of twenty was great. But I think, oh, I think it's gonna. I think the end's gonna hit him hard. Do you remember when I could hit Jamison hard out of nowhere a little? I do, I do. It sort of hit him. I still think he wasn't that bad when his career ended. Heath it Scotland. wasn't like Heath this. Scotland. It just hit him suddenly. Yeah. It's- well, one minute. One minute you're in the 22 and you can keep up, and the next minute the game just goes past you very quickly. Next minute you're Heath Scotland on the rookie list. Mm. I think Casbolt's Casbolt's Casbolt offered nothing tonight. Let's be honest. He was essentially non-existent. It was. It was, it was a hard watch. It was a hard watch. So I just I, I don't think McGovern's going to be ready for next week. Oscar has to play, and I don't. I'm still not against playing all three of McDonald, Casbolt, and Mackay. I'm still not against it. 
Mm-hmm. But I'd, I'd probably rather Oscar Silvani Mackay with Martin. Martin I was going to say, we missed Sauce well. tonight. We really did. He yeah. locks the ball in, doesn't he? It's just like, no, he's, he, just, he just makes our forward line a bit more versatile, mm. more threatening. You know, Jack Martin probably played that role that Silvani would have played. And Martin... He, Martin, was, he was unreal tonight. You know what, You know why Martin's so good? Because he's just so clean. Mm, doesn't really make doesn't, errors. Doesn't waste the ball. He's got beautiful... He's just he's a, he's, he's a beautiful player, Jack Martin. Uh, I just want to very quickly go back before we end our segment. We've gone on a little bit of a rampage here. Yeah. But the thumbs up, thumbs down. I've got a little thumbs down. I know we've had a lot so far in this show. Zach Williams, the debut. I want to talk about it. It's. I'm not saying his whole debut was a thumbs down, but specifically seven clangers from mm. Williams tonight. But I think we know this because he's another. He's another chaos. Disposal's player. not his strong. How good were his first two kicks going inside fifty though? Oh, well, I think the word we can use is just delicious. <laughs> they were delicious. They even caught me by surprise. But he, I think, how many clearances did he? I think he had nine clearances. He, was it? Yeah, he's, he's, he's no. ended the game at 10 clearances. Ten, that's a loss. It See, is. So he's getting first hands on the footy. But, but I think, and I'll tell you what it is, as Carlton fans, I think we expected Williams to get more outside ball as well. So there wasn't as much balance tonight between inside and outside footy with him. Uh, I agree. Uh he went at 50% disposal efficiency but, uh, as well. Yeah, and look, I, that's not a shock to me because he's, he's a rush player. So would you give his debut a pass or a, a fail? No, not a fail. It was a pass. Best was, and fairest votes, I gave him a 6 out of 10. Same. It was half decent. I thought de- it was it just was, above average. It was half decent. It was okay. We couldn't get a lot more out of him. It, it's not the game that's going to get me excited. It's not the game that's going to get me disappointed. Yeah. Ten clearances is a cooked number, though. Yeah, that's two goal assists. Crazy. It's you know nineteen pressure acts. I I am a Williams fan, though. Yep, uh, I can agree with that. Uh, four tackles, six inside fifties. Gave away five frees. I know though. three in the first quarter. Mm. See these these numbers it, it, just worry it, it, me a bit. It's rash. That's what it is. Mm. It is. It's like. Mitch Robinson did it a lot where he'd give away free kicks and they accumulate. They do. They do. Uh, stats of the week, Bolt. Not a heap, really, to go well, through there's tonight. One, the only stat we need to talk about is we've broken the all-time record for most consecutive years starting a season 0-2. Nine. It's the all-time record, nine. It also was the 20th game out of his 30 games as coach that David Teague has con- conceded. Five goals in a row in a match. 20 out of his 30 games, we have conceded five goals in a row at some point in the match. How is that not more... How how are we not more concerned than what we are? Uh, I don't get it. You know what was the difference? Actually, we, we, we played better round one than tonight. Richmond, we almost pegged them up against the boundary when they had the ball. We gave Collingwood full blown access to the corridor tonight. Can I tell? I want full to, blown. I want to tell you something. I don't know if you'll believe this. We had more clearances than the no, tonight. I saw. I saw. Fifty-five hitouts to twenty-one. Mm. Just going through some of the stats of the week. The one thing I can say I was really happy with Pitternet though is that before the game, because Grundy's running. Grundy looks a bit like Crips in terms of just that they're labouring around the ground at the moment. I wanted Pitternet to take Grundy to spots on the ground where Grundy wouldn't want to be. And that's Grundy being at fullback. Pitternet took two marks inside 50. Mm. One goal, one. But, you know, it's a start. Can we go through the Twitter questions? We've got to get to them because there's so many. Yeah. Now, apologies, Blue Baggers, if we don't get to all these because there's so many that there have come through. And we're not going to double up. We're just going to slowly go through them. Uh, and... If we miss some of them, it may have been because you posted them after we've recorded this show. So we're going to do our best here. Uh, I want to start off with a tweet. We've sort of addressed this. Michael Joseph uh, at the underscore Siri 42. He did a tweet saying, I love setters, but he's not a wingman, not even close to being one. If you aren't going to play him in the middle, then don't play him at all. There is a bloke called Cunners who is a great wingman, yet he can't get a crack. Our coaching staff have a lot to answer for. 
Now, I like this tweet because we've spoken about this. We've touched on the fact that we don't think Setterfield's being played in the right position. And, yeah, I mean, I sort of agree with him. The coaching staff have a bit to answer for here. I mean, we've got... It's not like we don't have wingmen on the list. Why are they trying to turn one of our midfield bulls into a winger? Stick Walsh on the wing. Well, Walsh was great on the wing last year. I mean, I know he's not as good, but... Cunningham as well. I mean, we, so, we... so Cunningham for the second week in a row wasn't in the twenty-six. Mm. So mm. Cunningham's got an uphill battle. Also, Cottrell was one that was floated to potentially play that wing role. He's a pure winger. I know he's probably not in our best twenty-two or twenty-six players, but he's a pure Set winger. Of, set, I just, I just think field. at this point. These guys were throwing up, yeah, we're making these faces, oh, you know, Cottrell, Cunningham. Mate, tell you what, they could not have been worse than what said. I, I, this, I'm really, I don't want to gang up on Setterfield here because I, I think he's a gun. I just think he's being played in the wrong position. I, I'm questioning this. He played this role under Bolton in the front half of 2019 and looked like a lost puppy. He I did. agree. He played the same role in 2019. So th- this is what I'm saying. We saw so... I just have such high expectations on Setterfield because I think he's so good. I, that's where I saw the and growth coming from. Exactly. And I don't, want, I don't want people to listen to this and think I'm ganging up on him. I'm not. I'm ganging up on the coaching. I'm saying, why are they... Why are they doing this to him? We've got players that can play that position. I'd rather put Setterfield in the middle instead of Dow and even... You know, you'd rather have Dow on the wing if you're going to keep Dow in the team. And just while we're on Dow, i got to bring this up. My man. Second week in a row, and once again, another thing that just gave me the shits, and this almost tipped me over the edge. Second week in a row where we're storming back into the match, we're a real chance, and I think we were two goals... I think it was 15 points down. We were 15 points down. Dow takes a mark on the half-forward flank. He has Zach Fisher free in the pocket... And he's just as slow as a snail, doesn't see him, sees him, thinks, oh, what do I do here? Takes his time. What happens? He muffs the kick. It goes down the other end. Dugowie has a shot on goal. He didn't kick it, but he could have kicked it. Dugowie. That just gives me the shits, Bolt. Like, you know my thoughts. have some game awareness. They, they were also going slow at yeah. the end of the match. What was going on there? The whole team was slow. Because they... Because they, they they don't work the ground hard enough. So there were no options ahead of the ground. I think Setterfield got exposed on one occasion because he just had nothing to go to and turn the ball over so freely. I, uh, they lose structure ahead of the footy often, and that might be a case because Casbolt wasn't in the fold. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy to me. Crazy. Let's go through the Twitter questions. Let's do it. Peter Carrick, he says, disappointing that our midfield was smashed again tonight, even with the addition of Williams. Crisp did what Shy Bolton did last week. Our delivery into the forward 50 is woeful and always under pressure. The pies were, con- were by contrast very efficient and hit targets. And I think he's nailed that. Everything there is nailed. Crisp was dominant. On you, Peter, that's a great tweet. Was there a medal handed out after the game for best on ground? I don't know. I, know. I, was, I left I was, the siren. I was yeah. just as disrespectful as the as our team, and I left as soon as the siren went. Uh, Tracy Reed says, I've got nothing. I'm going home to open a bottle of Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any left? Oh, I'll tell you what, Tracy. <laughs> Send some over. We'd love some. Uh, oh, no, to pour in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to drink it. Damon Mule says, how long are we going to continue with Casbold? He can't kick and looks lost half the time. Retweet. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I mean, you got to admire Levi. You got to admire. I do. Him. He's a workhorse. He's been a. He's he's a service. He's I think he's now a life member. He's a life member. Very serviceable servant of the Carlton Football Club. But you know, it's got to end at some point. And I'm not saying it has ended, but it's just the first. He's got two, a big task ahead of him to turn this around. The doesn't first he? two weeks haven't looked great. But you know what the beauty of this is? If he comes out one week and kicks a bag, well, then we're back on him. Yeah, you know what? It's such a what if. You know, he the first shot on goal tonight. Like, what if he kicks that? He kicked it out in the full for the record. But, you know, if he kicks well, the that first goal of the game... Well, that just confidence for the night, didn't it? He's a confidence player, Casbold. Uh, Did he take a mark? 
Well, he would have marked out the first one. Yeah. That Zach Williams bullet. Well, I mean, it was that delivered Zach to Williams him bullet. on a I would have, platter. Oh, my God. Kevin Kwong says, what's going on with both captains? They've looked like shadows of their best. And how much of these losses are the players' fault as opposed to the coaches? So we'll start off first. Are the captains... We have sort of addressed that. We've both sort of said we're pretty disappointed in them. Bolt, do you have anything to add on this front? Yeah. Doherty just looks rusty. And I know he's had a tough preseason. Super rusty. But like... Kicking it out in the full. He's just missing easy kicks. He's just not the general. He's not owning the back half like we've seen him do. Like, you know, he would own games, Doherty. Was it 2017? He was all Australian 17. He was a that BF, game against yeah, Essendon. Was, yeah, in the wet. Amazing. And the game against Essendon last year was just crazy as well. He was our BNF winner in 2016. He's just... He's a shadow of what he once was, Doherty. And it's... I, I still back him in, but... Can I tell you another crazy stat of the week? Yep. What do you reckon his disposal efficiency was? Tell me. See, before I looked at it, I was thinking 50s, 60s. Yeah. 88% disposal. The, so the, That's the, misleading. No, nah, so I'll tell you how champions are to do disposal efficiency. It's a bit weird. Any kick that travels over 40 meters, no matter what, is considered an effective disposal. That's how champion data record their statistics. Well, you've just answered our question because... <laughs> I found that out late last he hit, year. He kicked a bunch of 40-meter kicks, which were either went straight out on the floor or directly to a Collingwood player. So, uh, yeah. So, those, so, like, 80%, you know, if you have 80% from eight disposals out of 10, doesn't mean eight of them actually hit someone on the chest. According to champion data. Let's move on. Jim Fidley says, just disheartened when that performance is given tonight. It is disheartening. It's just frustrating because we built, it was such a big game for the club. It was critical we won tonight. He went on to say, I was not able to watch the game, but what are the priority areas that must be addressed and why is Murphy still getting a game? And I just want to add on a question from John S who said, it's time to change up a little. Murphy, I think he's too slow and his kicks just do not cover enough ground. Uh, yeah, so a couple of this, but there's, it's I'm not going to read them all out, but there's been a lot of people who want Murphy. Murphy, who want Murphy. It's a very interesting debate. The Murphy one for me, he plays for me, he plays as well. One of our it's, better ball users, but he, he, oh, oh, he's definitely lost that inch of that yard of pace. And will it be his last year? I'm, I can't answer that, but oh, I can I still think he's somewhat... There's worse than Murphy. I want to just quickly say, last week, a lot of people just went off at him and said he can't defend. Last week... But we know that. But last week, Mark Murphy still had three tackles, which was the second most in our team, and 17 pressure acts. Murphy can't defend, Dow can't kick. Uh, Not everyone's good at everything. Do you get what I mean? I I just think... I just think, like, we've got to look at it all. And people who just jumped on him last week and said he can't defend, have a look at, you know, I know it didn't look great on the night, but when you peel back the numbers, it doesn't look that bad. And tonight, Murphy, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not exactly sure to think about his game, but he did have another 13 pressure act. He only had one tackle, which was sort of a little bit... But we know, but like... But at the end of the day, I just think I think we're better with him. I'm, I'm we're playing, at eighty-five percent as well. I'm playing Murphy. Murphy is exquisite with ball in hand. Let's move on. Luke DJ agrees with you. He says Casbolt needs a spell, and Oscar must come in. Chris Topher says, "What do we do with Cripps to get him into the game more? He couldn't get near it in the midfield, and is too slow up forward on Darcy Moore." Yeah, I agree, Chris. What do we do? What do we? What's happened to him? What do we do? I see. I, I can't put my finger on Cripps. I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know what to address. Uh, it's that's almost the most disheartening part of Carlton at the moment. Paddy Cripps, Brenton Patterson, legend. He says, 
how do we win games in 2021? It seems the only way that we will is through a genuine shootout. Our well, midfield defensive structures are just so bad. I'm Too many times we get sucked into the contest and leave multiple opposition players out the back for an easy transition. If we include the two preseason games, we've conceded 61 goals in those four games. More, no? 61. 61 goals in four games. What's what's that on average? 15. So, you know, it's essentially can... conceding 100 points in every game that we've played. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck winning. A lot. Mm. Tell you what, so a lot of alarming stats coming up. It'll be tonight. interesting with Freo next week because not a free flowing. Colin looked like six goals, like six or seven goals last week. They had six at quarter time. It's just I want to I want to race through these comments. We've got to get through some more, um, and a lot of these I'm just going to read out that we've sort of already addressed. Yeah. Um, there's a theme here, Bolt. There's a theme coming through, and that theme that I'm recognising is all about the midfield and you know the midfield defence. And, and and I like that it's the midfield, the defensive side of the midfield copying the heat rather than the rather than the defenders. Exactly. The and defenders that's what, can defend. And that's what as Oz, at Osmac1 has said. He said, uh, let me just read this out. He said, did Setterfield play tonight? Martin was great. But before smashing the back six, we need to stop the easy we entries. Do. We were smashed around the midfield. AM, that is smashed. a great tweet. Uh, next one from Gad- Gadjo. He says, Used to think the occasional Jones error was okay given all the goal-saving efforts, but I'm concerned he's crossed the line. What are our options down back otherwise? Casbot question mark, McDonald question mark. Well, I think Jones' spot is safe. I mean... It is, it's, but it's, he is, he's not playing well. He's His not playing well. games haven't been great. No, you're right. He's not playing well, but I think... He ain't going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, obviously. It's going to take a lot more than this. It's an interesting move. thought playing Casbot down back again. I don't think there's a spot for it, though. Because well, he mate, only played mate, down... if he wasn't quick enough up forward, how's he going to be quick enough down back? He played there really well in 2019 when Jones was out for a while, but I just don't think there's a spot there for him. Mm, mm. Jordan Glick says, New year, same Carlton, abysmal. It's a shame because the game plan seems to be there. Um, when we were having it our way, we were transitioning from defense to attack fast and effectively, but geez, we cannot run out of game. Serious question marks on this so-called guru, Andrew Russell... I, I disagree, I think, to be honest. I think we've always looked good with the ball under Teague. I think we've always looked good with it because there's some beautiful chains. You know, the link-up's great. But hang on, see, I, I disagree with the Andrew Russell stuff. I mean, it's not I mean, it's not his fault. What's he got to do with it? That we're not running our games. I've got no knowledge on sports science, on high performance. So I struggle answering Andrew Russell questions. Because I've honestly just got no idea. Mm. Like, I've never been around an AFL environment to know. So, I'm not sure in that regard. But what I can say is they did look gassed last week. And it's I'm telling you, the ga- we're playing longer quarters. And the game is so quick with the new rules. It is so quick. Mm. Talking about the new rules, where were they tonight? Where was this man on the mark rule? Well, I think, was it just adhered to? I don't think they gave one free kick tonight. It's that not role. that hard to adhere to it. There were a couple of occasions that the Collingwood players were jumping over. Well, no, that's what they want you to think. Oh, look, the hack is, if you move south, you can then go east-west. So if you go three or four steps behind the mark, then you can do it. Then you can do what you want. That's yeah. what's happening. I don't want to dwell on the umpiring because I didn't think it was... I didn't think it favoured one team or the other tonight. I did think I did think it was poor, but I think it was evenly poor for both sides. But just have to bring it up because everyone's going to be speaking about it. That goal that side bottom kicked that was on the, on quarter time. Yeah, it shouldn't have been a goal. Let's be honest. Shouldn't have, it was against Sire, I think holding I mean, the ball. If he didn't drop that, then I don't know. And, and the one with Crisp in the last quarter where he dropped it inside their forward fifty. How was that not a free kick? I'm not sure. But there were a heap that went our way as well that probably shouldn't have. So I know that, you know, some people can get really passionate about the umpiring. Don't think I don't it was, care about umpiring. Yeah, I don't I don't but, think that 
It was the, good the or bad Taylor tonight. Adams goal, which went to a score review. What about it? Do you think that was a goal? Didn't I? I was sitting in a position where I didn't. I wasn't close enough to. I was on the wing, so I wasn't close enough to either TV to be able to actually see properly. To be honest, it was tight. What do you think? It was close. I thought it was close. I think if the umpire had called a behind, that footage would have been okay not to... It was like the footage was probably not strong enough to overturn whatever the goal umpire called, but you could make a case for both. Mm. Another one from AAM says, McGovern should come in as a lead-up forward. What do you think? I think we sort of touched on it. I don't know. I think he's still... McGovern's such an interesting commodity because I, my... What I want McGovern to be and what I think and what I think McGovern can be, he hasn't been. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I'd love yeah. it. Like second forward, it's perfect. He's got beautiful hands. He can he's a beautiful kick. He can move across the ground, but he just does he's just not that. Mm. So he's he, let's he, let's he revisit frust- this next week. Because he's not gonna I mean he's still a week or two away, they've said. Yeah. So let's revisit it next week. Clint Bolson says, so flat, even when our list is clearly better, we still lose by four goals as usual. It is like this habit has been ingrained over years now. And it has, Clint. I mean, we have a losing culture, whether you like it or not. The writing's on the wall. We've lost a hell of a lot more games than we've won over the last decade and even two decades. There is a losing culture ingrained in this football club, whether we like it or not. And it's going to take some time to to get rid of it. Uh, he he also added Sard and Williams, better get used to it. Watching it was, was not even thinking... Watching it, I was not even thinking... We had a chance. Um, yeah, and it's so That's the it's issue. so sad. That's the issue. We can be in games and you know we're not going to win them. Mm. So I, I think the closest we got, you know, after halftime was eight points. Yeah. We had, we had them hands around their throats in the third quarter. Yeah. And we just don't score quick enough. Jacqueline Hunt, hard decisions need to be made. Has T got the balls to drop senior players who give nothing? Playing underdone players, no leadership as per usual. Soft underbelly exposed yet again. I don't want to hear anything from the club. All right, well... And that's got a lot of traction, that tweet. And it's fair enough. Let's speak about that for next week. What changes we're doing? Yeah, good point you bring up. Uh, If I'm the coach... let Let me ask you, Bolt. If you're the coach of Carlton and you've just seen that we've lost that game and you see one of our senior players on the ground after the match having a laugh with one of the opposition players, are you thinking, you know, are you are you potentially saying, hmm, am I maybe dropping this guy? No, I just think it's something we address during the week. For me, I've never... I want I want Plowman to say something to us. I want him to come out and speak to the supporters. Good luck. I know I've got no luck there, but I I want him to come out and say, "Look, it was a terrible look," because that just shows that he doesn't care. That, yeah. that, he's giving off the vibe that he couldn't give a shit. Yeah, I know. <sighs> I don't want that one. to get swept under the rug. No, it probably won't internally. Uh, so the changes next week yeah so changes next week well I'm saying that I'm going to be dropping Williamson I'm going to be dropping Dow I'm going to be dropping Casbolt and I think that's it I'm going to be bringing in Oscar McDonald I'm going to bring in Stocker and I'm going to bring in Kennedy. And I'll tell you why. I think Oscar McDonald's the straight swap for Levi. Also, Silvani might be fit for next week. Yeah. And Betts might be fit for and next Betts. week. So if Betts is fit, I'm going Betts instead of Kennedy. And if Silvani's fit, I'm going Silvani instead of Kennedy. Now, if both Silvani and Betts are fit, then that's going to bring a bit of a dilemma into play. Having Silvani, Betts, Martin, Gibbons, Fogarty, Fisher, Murphy is probably too many of them. Mm. Way too many of them in that forward half. 
Well, which one of those didn't play in round one? Was it just Betts? And Martin. True. So we've had two of that group out every week. So yeah, I, I so I, I'm going this week, assuming both Betts and Silvani aren't fit. I, I think Betts will play. I don't think Silvani will play. That's how I'm sort of reading it from the outside. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. So I'm I'm going Betts for Dow, Stocker for Williamson, McDonald for Casbolt. I am identical. Yeah. I think that's what I'd do. I, I yeah. Oh, it's tough. It's weird. When you drop a player, do you think they should be on the emergency list? So someone like Tom Williamson. Like, would you not rather see someone like a Cunningham or a Cottrell? Yeah. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. I also think I'm going to cop a bit of flack as well for dropping Dow. But it's two weeks in a row that we've been in a crucial position where he's let us down. And I just think... I, I'll say this. He's definitely improved on last year. But has he been doing enough? He doesn't no. do enough during games. No, he doesn't. You wouldn't notice the difference if Dow was there or not. You can't tell me we're a better team with Paddy Dow in it. No. Well, no. You can't. Yeah, he's not a you, factor. You're kidding to yourself. You're lying to yourself. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Who I'd love Dow, who would be loving Dow to eventually be like? It's probably like a James Warple. If Paddy Dow... I'm not saying he's anything like him. I'm just saying that's the type of play because Dow's got that dash that Warple has, and it bit of and he's a bit of an accumulator. Warple, is that not if Dow if everything goes to plan? Is that not the type of player that he'd become? I don't even know what type of player he can become. I I've got no idea. I don't. I don't know. He confuses my brain. It's... Mm. Mm. I don't see any James Warple and Paddy Dow. No, no, no. I'm not saying... I'm not saying... I'm just saying... No, no, I know. If if everything goes to plan with Dow, I think that's the type of player that he'd become. This is year four. And let's be honest, we're at square one. His best year was his first... Yeah, he, hey, I don't know. Let's quickly run through uh, the remainder. Oh, we, we, there's a lot of a lot of Twitter questions here. And we've addressed sort of a lot of the same type of questions. Uh, Tim's trading says only one goal in the last quarter when the game was there to be won. Did- Forty tackles to sixty-five. They had more inside fifties, beaten on every line. Sadly, another wasted season. We are not good enough despite all the hype and promise. Did you not feel the last I don't think it's, quarter? Just very quickly, yeah. not a wasted season. Well, we're two games in. Let's address the other stuff. Though, did you too. not feel like the last quarter was a bit flat? They came out from the get-go and there was no urgency. There was no hunger. There was I no feel determination. Like Collingwood just saw out the last quarter really professionally. Yep. Because I don't scoring think, I don't in the last think we made them do anything special in the last quarter. They really just kept the ball off us. Yeah, no. It's like just, a game of keepings off. Yeah. Like in soccer terms, they ran the ball to the corner. Mm. Uh, Talbot Henry says, Williamson either has to start using his right-hand side or be dropped. I can tell what he's going to do from level four. Do you agree? Yep. Very predictable. And that's why he gets caught so much. Can I speak about something that really gets on my nerves? Yeah. I feel like we handball for the sake of handballing. Yeah. You'd love to see some more kicking, wouldn't you? But we can mark the ball. This this whole business of handballing forwards is bonkers. Because, let's just break this down. When you handball it forwards, right, the person who's receiving has to turn around. You said this last week as well. Yeah. It was crazy tonight. That person has to turn around, which means at that point in time, their back's to goal, which means they've got to get the ball, 
turn back around. So we've already lost a bit of time here. The person receiving it has lost stride. And we just put ourselves under unnecessary pressure. Mm. We don't have to move. It's sometimes quicker. It's sometimes more efficient to move the ball. You know, take that extra two seconds to go back on your mark and kick rather than, you know, immediately handball without looking. It's it's just like making it someone else's issue. It, it's, it's just a lot of hospital you know, handballs. You know what it is? We're too quick for our own good sometimes. And and you know what? Cripps is one that does this. He does. He has... I mean, most of his possessions tonight... If I was on the ground, I wouldn't want to get the ball from him. Because he kept kicking it to players and handballing it to players who are in incredibly high-pressure area. This handballing up the line is ridiculous. No, I know. I know. I know. Uh, they wouldn't cop that at Kick. Whitney8888 says, I'm tired of Teague playing names and not form. Yeah. Start playing plays in their natural position as well. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> He's going to cop a lot of heat this week, Teague, isn't he? He is Pete Rogers. The loser of this game was always going to cop it. Mm. Pete Rogers says, no point talking about it. I feel our fans care more and have more passion than anyone in a paid position at our club. Our team appears happy to pull a wage and just exist. I'm not sure I can bring myself to watch much more of this truthfully. Probably, uh, I'm sure probably a lot of people are sort of feeling like that, especially after A lot of people are very disheartened. It is taking its toll. We've been put through the ringer. God. And that's why that... I just keep going on about it. That's why that whole plowman thing just gave me the shits because we just put through the ringer and that's the last thing you want to see is one of your senior players doing that. Anyway, I'm not going to shut up about it, am I? No. <laughs> uh, Damien Birmingham says... Talking about Birmingham, they're going to get relegated from the championship, aren't they? <laughs> Looks like it. <laughs> a little bit of a off-the-topic... Uh, there, Damien Birmingham says, if our depth is so good, surely changes must be made. Because, yeah, Tiki came out and said we got good depth. Well, where is it, mate? Uh, well. And then he says, Casbolt, Setterfield, Williamson, Murphy, and Dow are all out of form majorly. If there aren't significant changes next week, then Teague is going to be taking the piss. It'll be, it'll be very interesting because he's never really swung the axe. He's not mm. one for household changes, Teague. Hmm. We'll see what happens. Do we need this one's from Jamie T. Do we need to bring Eddie in for veteran leadership up forward? It's way too easy coming out of our forward line. Surely, surely he comes in for Dow. Move Gibbons and Fish up to Murphy's role and Murphy into whatever role Dow had. Dow's decision making and ball use is diabolical. Yeah, I can I can move with that. And then this one's interesting. From Max White. Not one side is ever worried about playing Carlton. It's a great call. And I was thinking, oh my God, this is a great call. I was, at, I was on my lunch break at work today and I was thinking about it in the car. You know what Carlton don't have? We don't have that element of fear. No. Well, because we don't have the winning mentality, mate. But- we don't have that behind us. We haven't won games. We've got a shocking record in the last two decades. So the, it's ingrained in us. We, we have no winning mentality. We're the team that, like, North Melbourne would feel like we might be a sniff here if we get them on an off day. Do you get what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like when Carlson were rock bottom, Essendon was always that team. You thought, oh, you know, we might be a sniff here because they're, you know, if, we're, if they're a touch off and we're a bit on, we'll get them. Yeah. We're that type of team where teams just don't, Fear Carlton. We don't have that. Well, no one would ever be going into a game thinking there's no chance against us. You know what it is? And we... So let's say Richmond, who are probably the most feared team in the comp. We know going into a game against Richmond, we have to be 100% on if we're going to win. If we're going to be any chance of winning. Yeah. It's different against Carlton. Oh, it's very different against Carlton. You've got to be on for 15 minutes and you'll kick five goals. Bold, I think it's a wrap. It was a tough night, wasn't it? Because we I really, I really, I'm really sorry, the by the way, to everyone listening about all this negativity. Well, it's, no, no, you know what it is? It's, 
it's when, when people call me a pessimist, it's not, it's neg, it's re, we're just realistic in a negative situation. We lost it. We lost the game where if we thought we wanted to be good, we wouldn't have lost. It's a realistic outlook. We weren't great tonight. It was a very disappointing result. And it's a result where if we wanted to make significant inroads this year, wouldn't have happened. But the great thing about footy is, is next week, the next two... I was going to say, 10-day break, Frio on a Sunday. Fremantle and Gold Coast the next two weeks have to be wins. They mm. have to be wins. How worried are you going into the Frio game? I get nervous for games like this, but you know what? It's going to be a pure, you know, Carlson under the roof against Freo. Just get four points and run. Just very quickly, Bolt, best and fairest leaderboard. We'll put it out again during the week and hopefully we don't get smashed as much as we did last week. Sammy Walsh is in front. He's on top. (laughs) Just to let you all know, in case you were wondering, he's on top. Look, I like the debate these things create, though. I like speaking about it, and I like having differing opinions. So, Walsh is like, I think I'm very unique in my opinions. I come, I look at it from a very different lens. So, and I and I and I'm happy. I'm going to touch on this before we wrap up. I told you during the week, it's very different to 2020, where everyone watched the game from the same perspective, which was the TV. Now you've got people at the game, people not at the game. People, well, that's exactly right. People sitting in different positions at the game. So people are seeing different things. So, you know, there's going to be a lot more, you know, differing of opinions on what, you know, you think took place on the night. And mate, we're going to have, we're going to have episodes this year where we're going to go at each other. Yeah. Like it's probably like the first two, I, I don't think we really disagreed on much this week. And we didn't really disagree on much last week. I think the only thing was I thought Fogarty was a bit better than you thought he was. But And probably Mackay this week. Yeah. But I just think, you know, we we that these discussions will happen even between us where we'll just completely disagree on something. It's healthy. Yeah, and don't you worry, you'll know about it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it had, had didn't really happen this week. I guess we both sort of had the very similar I think all Carlton supporters really had a very I similar think, opinion on I tonight's think, game. I think everyone's just disappointed. Uh, and over it. We're over it. We've been let down. We've been let down again. And we've been let down. They came out and they said finals. They used the F word before the season even started. And if you're going to be playing finals, well, you need to win games like tonight's. Yep. It was a big game. It was a huge game. Uh, So, yeah, as we mentioned, Walsh, he's on 34 at the top of our leaderboard. Adam Saad, second on uh, 30. And we've got Jack Nunes in third place. Nunes, he was good tonight again, I thought. He just does what he needs to do. Yep. Oh, that mark. Was it a mark or not? Gibbons probably tugged a bit, but pay the mark. When it's that good, you got to pay it. Mm, got me up. Definitely. I was thinking in my head, goal of the year last year, basically. Mark of the year again. He's <laughs> the human highlight reel, the Dr. Nunes. I love that he's become more than that goal, though. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a that role goal. Player. That goal almost sparked his career, didn't it? He has a role to play in this Carlton team. He's our best winger on the list. He's a good. Boy. We just know what we're going to get from Jack Nunes, and we get it. We need we need more players like him, don't we? We know what we're going to get. We need more like him, and he's not the best player. He's not the most talented player, but well, he's reliable. Mate, he's reliable. Very reliable. Bolt. It's been a pleasure. Well, it hasn't really, but it's been a pleasure. At least, yeah. <laughs> At least we got it out of the way. These episodes are the hardest to record where you just know it's going to be a shit one. It's just going to be... You just got to analyze a shit show. But, you know, we did it. Uh, Blue Baggers, get involved with us on socials. Give us a follow. Shoot us a message. We'll get back to you. I'm always happy to answer. Hopefully, this wasn't too much negativity for you your, just gotta call it for as your it, day. You just got to call it as it is. Yeah, exactly. Bolt, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you we'll next be, Sunday. We'll be back Sunday uh, post-Fremantle. We'll be recording. Now, that one actually may be done on the Monday. We may record that on the Monday. 
Bolt, you're a big Melbourne Victory fan. You'll be going straight to the game from Marvel. Yep, the big blue. So we may have to record that one on Monday. And that's... You've got no idea what a rabble is until you watch that club. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, so probably record... So yeah, stay tuned for that episode. If it's a little bit late, that's why. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we do usually like to record straight after the match. Bolt, we'll be back to do it all again next week. Blue Bag is another week in the books. And all I'll say, I'll leave you with a little bit of uh, positivity because there's been a whole lot of negativity. Keep your head up. It can always be better. It can always be worse. And hopefully, just hopefully, we win our next two and slowly start turning our season around. Because it's been a stinker, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been a stinker. We'll be right. Let's, at least we're back at the footy. Back at the footy. In 10 days' time, we'll be back to do it all again. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of the Blues the Footy Podcast. been playing against the famous old dark blues.